Bud Light presents Real Men of Genius. Real Men of Genius. Today we salute you, Mr. Air Jerusalem Sandal Wearer. Mr. Air Jerusalem Sandal Wearer. Why wear shoes or socks when you can parade around in the oldest piece of footwear in history to showcase your unwashed, unkempt foot? Now that's what I call a bunion. When you walk into a room, not only do you make a strong fashion statement, you also bring the aroma of stale corn chips. I hope he brought some chili dip. Even with the adversity of yellow toenails, four-inch toe hair, cheese in between your toes, you still rock the Air Jerusalem like a boss. <laughs> so crack open a cold Bud Light, Mr. Tower of the Toe Jam. You remind us all why we wear shoes every day. Mr. Air Jerusalem Sandal Wearer. And Oscar Bush. St. Louis, Missouri. Hey, what's going on? It's Christian Rodriguez, and it is time for the C-Rod Podcast for Sunday, October 8th, 2023, Survivor. Bringing us in, and I think you know why I'm playing. Now, obviously, I start this on Saturday, so it's Saturday right now. And in just a few short hours, the Phillies, game one against the Atlanta Braves. In the words of the great Tom McGinnis, get excited! I'm pumped. I'm scared to death, too. <laughs> I need more Survivor. Oh, we didn't forget, buddy. Don't worry about that. There's unfinished business. We're not going to lose a grip. God damn it. I'm scared to death of this team. <laughs> I'm scared to death of the Atlanta Braves. Especially because everybody, you know, sometimes, you know the broadcaster's curse? You ever see that? You know, where a guy comes up, it's like bottom of the ninth, you know, base hit, wins the game, and the guy's 0 for 72 against that pitcher. And they put, oh, look at this, he's 0 for 72 against Tim Smith, and boom, the guy hits a home run. Anybody knows what was going on in social media today? The hype video with Chase Utley, and what and what did Chase Utley say in that hype video? The one thing the Atlanta Braves have never done is beat the Phillies in a playoff series, and it's true. <laughs> but why? Don't jinx us. We already got enough going against us right now. All right, trust me when I tell you that. More on the Atlanta Braves in just a second. Now you guys know, all right, that I'm a you know I'm a diehard Philly fan. Not not the Flyers. Fuck them. All right, but Phillies, Eagles, Sixers, even though I'm disgustingly disappointed in the Sixers as a franchise for the last six years. All right, I still love them, but I'm very, I'm just cheating on them right now. <laughs> you know, but like everybody in this town, for the most part, they say the Eagles are their favorite team. And I, I get it. I understand that. Okay. But it, for me, I, it's really hard for me to pick, okay? But, like, I, I, the Eagles are not my favorite team in this city. They're just not. 
I love them, don't get me wrong, and I'm a diehard Eagles fan, but it's just something about the Phillies and the Sixers to me. You know, I, I just love it. And I, I can really like this team. How can you not like this Phillies team? Like just the players on it and how together they are and everything that comes with it. This is a special group. This They really are. And and last year they were too, even though, you know, a few different faces and things like that. But now when you add a Trey Turner, you know, he's reunited with Bryce Harper and those guys are like best friends. And you could just see the glue on this team. It's unbelievable how together they are. And I, I, again, <laughs> I'm never going to stop shitting on this. Okay. And and listen, if this is if this is what gets you going, if this is what you know why you win and why you're so together, then uh, okay, I'm all for it. But with the song, <laughs> just the, the the playing with myself song or or playing on my playing whatever whatever it's called, they they get into that shit. <laughs> and, and again, I I said it when I talked about the Phillies last year. You know, what happened? <laughs> what happened to Hell's Bells by ACDC and Stranglehold by Ted Nugent? Badass songs like we're going to come and kick you in the teeth. What happened to that? Now it's, yeah, I'm watching your cancer. <laughs> Did you see that when they were celebrating <laughs> by any chance? Did you happen to see that in the locker room? There was one moment right right, right at that line because that seems to be the line they really go nuts over. But, like, Garrett Stubbs was, like, singing it to Kyle Schwerber, and they were, like, singing it to each other, but, like, they were in their in each other's faces like they wanted to fight. Are you using that as, as to fight <laughs> or get all pumped up? I don't know the words to said song, but it sounds to me, <laughs> all right, like the guy had either, either had a girl that he wanted or a girl that he used to have, and, and, and now she's with another dude, and he's stalking in the corner watching him. Is, is that not the gist of the song? But for as many times that they sang the goddamn thing, there's something about Philadelphia and repetition. Do you don't get tired of this shit? Like you don't listen. You don't get tired of fly eagles fly after every touchdown. You don't get tired of e a g l e s thirty seven times a quarter. We and we've been doing it for sixty years. <laughs> Everything is like the first time you heard it. You know, I, I just can't listen. Like I said, I, I can't get behind the tune itself. But right? but if, if, if that's what gets you going in twenty twenty three knock yourself out all right just if it's going to help you win then, then keep playing the fucking thing all right but it's just annoying and now the thing is is like after they like they better not supplant this with high hopes from harry callis you know like they play that after every win at home but like you know in these playoffs here these first two wins they played on the field and the whole goddamn stadium sung it like what is it about this song <laughs> I just don't get it but like I said, when you know when my team's going to make the playoffs, I don't make this show about sports. But I think that you know, I, see the difference between the Sixers versus the the Phillies and the Eagles are more people are into it when the Phillies and the Eagles are in the playoffs than they are the Sixers because not everybody loves basketball, and I get that. All right, but I do want to talk about this here before I get started. All right, now that my Miami Marlins series, I basically said in the close last week, I was mildly concerned, but I I, I knew the Phillies were going to win. But I, you know, I never like to come out and flat out say they're going to win anything because the playoffs is a crazy animal. All right, but I just didn't like I didn't love playing a division rival in the wild card round. I just wasn't in love with that because anything can happen when you got to win two games. 
All right, it was going to be very hard for them to come in here and win two games, especially being clearly the inferior team and their best player, Luis Arias, was on one leg. Okay, they they really didn't have any kind of a prayer. But I'm going to tell you right out of the gate in this series, in the first inning, I was I was big mad. I was pissed off. Okay, to start the okay. Here's the thing that you got to do, and this is what a championship team does. Okay. Miami Marlins are an inferior team, but you know anybody can catch lightning in a bottle. The thing that you wanted to do, okay, was establish your dominance right away. Like you had to come out there and say, like, we're the Phillies, you are inferior, we're going to kick you in the teeth, we're for real, and we're going to do this right fucking now. So the goal was, in my opinion, okay, you don't want to give that dugout any shred of belief that they have any chance of contending in this series. You got to do it right away. You got to deflate them right away. Just like, because coming into the series, like, oh, maybe we'll beat them. Blah, blah, blah. And then they, they come out and put a four spot up in the first inning. <laughs> Not so fucking fast. All right. And I was big mad for a couple reasons. Okay. The first Phillies at bat, Kyle Schwarber hits a, a single past the second baseman. All right. Good. That, that, that's exactly what you wanted to do because the crowd went off. You know, the Marlins got a taste of what they're going to be in for for the next two games or three if they happen to win one, which I knew they weren't going to. And what happened? Trey Turner comes up, all right, and he smokes a double into the left field corner. All right, now, especially as a leadoff hitter, okay, in any – the other 30 teams or however many teams are in Major League Baseball, okay, on the ball that Turner just hit there, you score from first base. Okay, you score from first base, not Kyle Schwerber, because he runs like Ted, like the movie Ted. He runs like that, like a duck. There's nothing wrong with that. I know he's a barbarian, but he shouldn't be batting leadoff, okay? That that was your prime golden opportunity to, to come out there and punch him right in the mouth right away. Two pitches, one run, but no, it's second and third. Fine, okay, second and third, nobody out. Anything in play, anything, a fly ball into the outfield, anything gets you that first run and you you only have one out. Or if they get a base hit, you get two runs and there's still nobody out and you got the heart of the order coming up. That is how you punch them in the mouth. They didn't do that. Alec Bohm comes up next and hits a a fly ball to right field, which any other major league player should have tugged up from third and scored on easily. Not Kyle Schwarber. You cannot lead a guy off like that. All right, because Rob Thompson's, you know, logic is smoke and mirrors because he said, oh, well, look at our record when Kyle Schwerber leads off and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I don't really think you understand the caliber of team you have then because when he did lead off Trey Turner for that experiment for two weeks, it was when Trey Turner was lost. It's not easy, you know, relocating with a pregnant wife to another city that, you know, like it's, it, it, it takes time. Look at Nick Castellanos last year. He sucked, you know, the, compared to this year. What, what's with Nick Castellanos, by the way? <laughs> like, the guy thinks he's like a sex symbol. Like, what is up with it? Like, he always has to have, like, his chest out. Like, you know, like, he, he, do you ever notice his, his collar's all fucked up all the time? Like, he has to have it down so you can, like, see more skin. When he, whenever he's in the dugout, he's got to, like, take his hat off and, like, spike his hair up so, for the cameras. They're sitting there celebrating in the locker room with champagne and shit like that. He's the only guy in the room with no shirt on. 
the sex symbol, Nick Castellanos. But anyway, you know, Trey Turner didn't wake up until August 3rd when he got that standing ovation because he knew he was playing like shit and he was, you know, he felt like shit. And, you know, in this city, lifting him up. And he's been hitting 378 ever since. And I got to be honest with you, Trey Turner is the prototype of a leadoff hitter. All right, he's a top five speed guy in the league. He's a fantastic base runner. Okay, when he's Trey Turner, he gets on fucking base. All right, he was 31 for 31 stealing this year. That's the guy. That's the guy that I know when he's on first base and, and there's a double in the corner. That's a run. Turner's getting home. You can't just sit there and look at the record when Kyle Schwerber leads off because you got you have a pretty damn good team here, Rob Topper. All right, it's just it's just baseball one hundred and one. I mean, you know the guy. Like, yeah, okay, Schwerber walks a lot, so he gets on base a lot, but he also strikes out a lot. You know, and I would rather have more home runs with guys on base or a chance to have guys on base than have solo shots from him all the time. It doesn't make any sense. All right. Trey Turner should be leading off, and Bryson Stott should be hitting second. That's the and anything after that is you can you can interchange anybody, but those should be the, your top two guys. Let them get on base, and then and then let Harper and Schwarber and Castellanos and you know and Real Muto and all those guys let let them bring them home. Schwarber's got more home runs than he had singles in the year. I, I don't think I've ever seen that before. Is this your leadoff guy? Sorry, man. You just cannot have a guy in a leadoff spot who can't beat Yoda in a fucking foot race. I'm sorry. So I was big mad about that. And in that first game, all right, there's things that, that happened that you can get away with with the Miami Marlins, okay? That that it's just you're not going to get away with it against the Atlanta Braves. That I can promise you. I think they had six doubles in game one. I, I could be wrong. I'll have to go back and look. And they got some timely hitting, which was okay. And they, you know, they only needed two runs to win. It was four-one. All right, but they went three for fourteen at runners in scoring position, and that's just not going to get it done against the Atlanta Braves. What else is not going to get it done is when you squander an opportunity with second, third, and nobody out. If you do that against the Braves, that you're going to make them even more confident. All right, and then the second game, you know, the, the Phillies just took care of business. You know. And and I got to be honest with you, man. You know, like great great playoff moments in that in that ballpark I've talked about before. But that Bryson Stock Grand Slam, man. First of all, that guy I said it before on this on this show. He's my favorite Philly for a lot of reasons. I mean, but that guy, he's just a baseball rat. I, I love baseball rats. Like that just that guy just lives baseball, and he's got such a high baseball IQ. He's such a great situational player. You know, 280, 290 hitter. He's got some pop. He can get it over the fence. Plays fantastic defense. He steals bases. He's everything you want in a baseball player is Bryson Stott. And I'm sure you've heard this because it's, you know, it went viral. All right, but there's that clip out there of him hitting the grand slam with no commentary. Just listen to this if you haven't heard it.
does that not just whoo I get chills <laughs> just just listen to it and I know a lot of people that went to that game I said, like, you know, what, what was that like? They're like, oh, I don't, I couldn't, I couldn't hear nothing. Like, could you imagine the decibel level? I was at home, <laughs> and I was deaf. It's, it's just so great, man. It's so great, this, just the way that they are. But like the way the fans are about this team. Of course, we're the worst fan base in the world because they threw snowballs at Santa Claus in 1962. And I always say that, you know, there's a few apples that always spoil the bunch. But at the end of the day. You know, we are a passionate fan base, and I, I love it. I love it. And, and, you know, with the Phillies in the playoffs, like, there's so many players who want to play here now because, like, dude, if I can play in front of that, like, that's the, one of the main reasons Trey Turner came here. I mean, of course, he, he's reunited with Bryce Harper. But, I mean, like, how would you not want to play in front of this in front of this fan base? But anyway, you know, like I said, it's I cheat on Saturdays just to get the first segment done here, and let's just see. All right, in just three hours, they got they got to play this Braves team, and I, I like I said in the open, I'm scared to death. <laughs> I'm scared to death of this team. Oh, for so many reasons. All right, look on the on the last day, okay, of the season, Alec Bohm hits his 20th home run. He becomes the sixth Philly to hit 20 home runs this year, which is a franchise record. They've never done it before. The Atlanta Braves have six guys who have 30 or more home runs which has never been done. This team, okay, they're not just a juggernaut. This team, you can compare this team to the 29 Yankees. I'm being dead serious. I think Ronald Acuna Jr. is the best ball. He's the best player in the league. There's there's no question about that. But when you go Matt Olson and Austin Riley, you know, and, and all these guys who have 30 home runs, not only that, Matt, Matt Olson has over 50 home runs, which the Phillies don't have one 50 home run guy. Schwarber was second in the league with 47. Okay, the problem is after Kyle Schwarber, they don't have a guy who has over thirty home runs. They don't have one guy other than Kyle Schwarber. The Braves have six. <laughs> I mean, that's dude, that's that's pretty scary. All right, all right. Not only that, you know, they got Spencer Strider with the Dick Broom mustache. Yeah, they jumped on him last year. All right, but this guy's tough. Spencer Strider is tough. All right, he's just tough. And, and the last time he pitched against the Phillies, he was really good. I mean, like I'm, I'm worried about it. All right, Max Fried is a is a very solid number two pitcher. You got to worry about him. The one advantage that they do have though is Charlie Morton is not going to play. If he's their third starter and the way he pitches in the playoffs, even though the Phillies jumped on him last year, he wasn't going to let that happen again. You know, but it's scary up and down. Now, the one thing I will say, all right, there's some things that the Phillies do have an advantage. All right, one, the Braves haven't played baseball in a week. That that does mean something. If you guys remember in 07 when they won the division, they played the Colorado Rockies, they had a week off. And they got their asses kicked because they hadn't played baseball. And Colorado was 22-1 and one going into the playoffs. They only had a weekend off. That, that makes a difference, okay? So if you can somehow find a way, like I always say, in this five-game in this five game series, you got to get one in Atlanta. You, you have to. I said the same thing last year. you got to get one of them or you're not going to win. And you just put all the eggs in the in the two games at home basket that you can win. All right. Now the one thing I will say is, if you want to find a chink in the armor anywhere in the Atlanta Braves, it's their bullpen. Their bullpen isn't bad, but it can be had. So you got to do one of two things. All right. Either somehow find a way to get to Spencer and Freed, which is going to be a very tall order, but find a way to get to them. Or at least make them work 
to the point where you're getting their pitch counts high, like in the fifth inning. You know, just be patient at the plate. Well, Spencer Strider fills up the strike zone, so that's going to be tough to do. You're, you're probably going to have to jump on him. But if you can get to their bullpen, like in the sixth or seventh inning, then that that opens the door for him. All right, that that's that's just one thing they got going for him. And the other thing is, you know, there's a lot of speed guys on the Phillies. And whatever that catcher's name is, D. Arnold, D. D. Apostrophe Arnold, whatever the fuck that guy's name is, he's he's you can run on him all day. So you got to do your best to get runners in scoring position, and just and just you know, like I said, three for fourteen ain't going to cut it in runners in scoring position. But you got to give yourself as many opportunities as possible. This is not impossible to do. All right, they did it last year when it looked impossible. They can beat them again, but it's going to be a tall order, man. <laughs> It really is. It really is. And, you know, it was fun watching that Marlins, Marlins series, just knowing I can relax and put it in cruise control. But, like, I'm going to, in, in, in just three hours, I'm going to I'm gonna be on coronary watch. <laughs> I'm going to have a goddamn heart attack. All right, but go, Phils. What do I got for you guys here today? Now that I'm 20 minutes in. <laughs> the shit that I do. Oh, oh yeah, I got, I got, <laughs> I got, I got to tell you about this. I, I don't know what it is with me. I, you know, it, like the way I, I never learn my lesson. You know what I'm saying? I, I did something. I really don't have a good track record with this. <laughs> but as you guys are privy to, which was one of the more famous stories here on the Sea Rod Podcast. When I got high at my job and I proceeded to send a minivan through a garage <laughs> by leaving it in drive when I got out of it, all right? Now, maybe I have PS- PTSD from it because, you know, like I said, when I told that story, I was so high, I got in front of the van and tried to push a 3,500-pound minivan while it was in drive like I was going to stop it, like I'm Superman, I very well could have got pinned in that garage, and we're, we're not having this conversation today because I die right there. And then I did it again when <laughs> I was I was working at Lee's Hoagie House. I was blitzed out of my mind, <laughs> and th- th- this time, this time the car's on an incline. I, I really didn't have a whole lot of time <laughs> to get back in that car while it was rolling backwards because one of two things are going to happen. It was either going to roll in the second street pike and cause a nine-car pileup, or it was going to go the other way, and I was going to send it through a doctor's office and take out some people. <laughs> so obviously, I have a little, you know, and I told you this before, like, you know, with the push-button, you know, starter, now, like, when I put the car in park, when I take my foot off the brake and it just rolls into the brake, it'll roll for a little second, I, I, I get traumatized. So what did I do the other day? I got I got to stop doing this. I got I got, I got oh, listen. <laughs> In the last like 5 6 months as you guys know for me, work has become unbelievably stressful and and everything that they're putting on us it's been it's been fucked up. Okay? But <laughs> So now like when I get well, as soon as I log out, I I, I got to I got to take a couple rips. <laughs> you know, like it just knock the edge off. You know? <laughs> But unfortunately, I, I got to go out and do shit. <laughs> it's, it's, it's never, it never blends well. All right? So <laughs> I'm going to get gummies. Right? No pun intended. <laughs> I'm fucking high as shit. 
All right. Now, I, I pull up to the joint. Now, if you can picture this, there is a very, very, very low grade incline. And when I say low, it was really low, but it's a little bit of an incline. And, and, and that, along with like right in front, they got like them little parking speed bumps, a little concrete, little things that they put out there. Now, I, I finally, after 45 years, learned what they were for. So, <laughs> so where I park, I'm parked right in front of this guy's window. All right, and when he sees me pull up, I know he gets excited. Oh, here comes some money coming through the door right now. <laughs> How many do you want? Five, six, seven bags. All right. So there's only when I pulled up right in front, there was only a sidewalk length like separating me from like that window. All right. So I I, <laughs> I park, I get out, I shut the door. Now before I even tell you anything further, if you guys remember when I got that key fob, when that key fob. When I went to go get the battery changed and the guy broke the whole fucking thing, I still never went to, to a dealership to get that thing reprogrammed because basically the only thing that doesn't work is the unlock button. And as long as the fob is in my pocket, my car will recognize it so I can hit that little black button on the handle and just open the door. All right. But when I come back in, like whenever I get in the car the first time, it's fine. When I'm coming back in, I got to do it like three times. I don't know what, what, what's up with that. All right. But, but anyway. So I... I <laughs> I get out of the car, I shut it, and as I'm starting to walk towards the door, the car is coming with me. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and right there, I pop up, like, stop smoking weed before you go do shit. And somehow it popped into my head. I'm like, I, you know, like, I got time because there's like the bump block in it that's, you know, a little slight upgrade, shit like that, but. At the same time, I got to hit this. I got to hit this button three times. I'm like, I got time, but it is of the essence. Otherwise, I'm taking out the whole store. <laughs> I'm upgrading from a garage to retail. <laughs> I went from residential to commercial in one shot. So I ran back and I, you know, one, two, three with the button. I got in, I, I was able to put it in park, but whew, man, I, I, I gotta stop doing it. You know, then I walk in, Hey buddy, how are you doing? I'm like, yeah, well, we, we, we almost weren't having this conversation. Yeah. I guess he didn't see me. He's like, well, what happened? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I, 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 I left my car and drive and got out. I almost took out your whole goddamn store and went, Oh no. <laughs> oh my god fucking guy he's that guy's fucking funny as shit i still couldn't redeem my points too by the way or you have points you redeem you get 1100 points you get three free bags <laughs> no something happened with the app or some shit I couldn't use it so i guess i'll try to do that next month i don't know <laughs> but this is happening way way sooner than i actually thought it was gonna i saw this last week did you see this last week didn't i tell you guys <laughs> i'm like soon very soon all right people are going to start using ai against people i told you did i, I did i not say this where i said like i i, th I thought it was going to start in politics like i thought they were going to get politicians and do the ai voice of like you know somebody saying something completely racist that they never said they just used ai to do it i knew this was going to happen did you see what happened last week with tom hanks some whole he did a whole dental commercial for some dentist i i, or I, I didn't even listen to it 
but but Tom Hanks basically came out and said like, yeah, listen, th- there's something going on. It's not me. Like it's AI like doing some shit. And I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> like I said, I I knew it was gonna happen. I didn't think it was gonna happen this soon. This shit is gonna spread like herpes, man. Watch, watch what happens. Okay, <laughs> it's gonna get bad. I mean, you know, we start, you know, we start, you know innocent with a dental commercial like okay i paid tom hanks to be my my again i never heard the commercial but it's only a matter of time before this is this is going to take a turn for the worse that i can promise you okay so stay tuned for that because there's going to be some doozies and we're never going to know this is this and it's going to become more and more sophisticated i've been trying to tell you people this it's not good (laughs) you know how is this going to hold up in a court of law you know what I'm saying? Like, oh well, you know, Your Honor, we're going to play the tape right now, and you can you can make your decision yourself. <laughs> you know, it's like, AI, I, I, how the fuck are you going to be able to tell? Juries can't get shit right now. What do you think's going to happen when when AI comes into the fold? Uh, we're doomed. <laughs> we are doomed. Fucking potato. <sighs> anyway, I am up against a break here. Now, I will say on the other side, uh, you know, I may have said this earlier today or not, but the what an asshole segment this week is going to involve the Phillies, somebody who is affiliated with the Phillies, not not so much a member of the team. All right, but it's going to be about that guy, so you'll know what the what an asshole is coming. Get off my lawn. That's fucked up. And right on the other side, we are going to do a top five. All right, now I'm not going to tell you what the subject is here. All right, but it does involve music. All right, and we're gonna do a, we're gonna do a little top five countdown type of thing, and I'm not gonna tell you until the other side because I got to keep you in suspense. So make sure you keep it locked right here on the C Rod Podcast. Go Phils. Hey guys, Christian here, and you still haven't gotten that home improvement job done yet? For that, I got two questions for you. One. What are you waiting for? And two, what's the biggest investment that regular people like you and me are going to make in their lifetime? Of course, it's going to be their home, right? It's a 30-year commitment. You're going to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars, and you always want to protect that investment, but you also want to enhance that investment and make it look as good as you possibly can in and out. And that is where my friend Chris Jackson comes in. I've been telling you about this guy for two years. He's the leader of his industry. Nobody is better in the Philadelphia area. You can trust me when I tell you that. And essentially, he's a one-stop shop because there's nothing Chris can't do. He'll do general and custom carpentry, custom design, custom built-in cabinetry, high-end custom-built tables and chairs, elegant staircases, high-end home bars, refinishing basements. There's nothing this guy can't do, and he does it better than everybody else. And he said something to me one time that made so much sense when you speak to quality. He said, if you want to get your kitchen redone for $7,000, I'm not the guy you want to call. And that really stood out to me when it comes to quality in his field because he knows the game he knows if somebody's going out there looking for the cheapest price possible you're going to get some shady contractor who's going to use poor materials he's going to have shoddy labor and then you're going to call him back in two years when everything falls apart and get the same thing done again then two years later get the same thing done again two years later get the same thing done again when you could have just called chris the first time and got it done right the first time when you call chris jackson He is going to use the top quality materials with precision labor, and he's going to get it done right the first time. It's going to be built to last. It's going to be built with class. 
I told you before, this guy was never around in the summertime on the weekends because he was outside hustling, perfecting his craft. And now 20 years later, he's at the top of his industry and he's at the top of his industry for a reason. Like I told you before, go to his website, cjacksoncontractors.com. His Facebook and Instagram page are linked to that website and you can see all the work that he posts every day and every single day, this kid blows my mind. So what are you going to do when you need your next project done? You're going to call my buddy Chris. Action Jackson, C. Jackson Contractors, the Cadillac of contractors, cjacksoncontractors.com. Call Chris today. Tell him I sent you. Back with more of the C Rod podcast, and as much as I hate Santana, I, I don't hate him, but his his guitar playing style always just annoyed me. But <laughs> I felt this was appropriate to play because now that it's officially Sunday, this song is titled "Winning." And what did the Phillies do last night? That's right, they beat the Atlanta Braves. They beat Spencer Strider. They take game one. What a historical team this is. Now I'm not going to break down the game for 20 minutes like I did on the other side there. But listen. That's right. They're winning. It was a heart attack the whole way because I was waiting. I was waiting for the other shoe to drop the whole time. And then and then when, you know, Dominguez got in trouble like I, like I predicted. You know, and then Orion Kirkering, like I said, fuck it, go with the young guys. He comes in and pitches in the seventh inning, a pressure cooker situation. It gets him out of it. And I, you know, I, I got to believe, I, I have to believe that the Braves having that week off is, is why the Phillies were able to jump on them because it's just different, man. If you don't see major league pitching for a week, all right, there's going to be some rust and, and, Rob Thompson threw 11 different pitchers at them last night. <laughs> you know, it was like, so, it, oh man, it, you don't know how good of shape they're in now. You know, because they still have Wheeler and Nola to go. They're up by one. They still have two home games. It was like I said in the open, you, you got to get one of them too in Atlanta. You just have to. And they did. I can't believe it. I, I can't believe it. You know, I'm so pumped up. <laughs> get excited. <laughs> so, all right. So to get started here, I got to, oh, first of all, before I even do get started, <laughs> on this week's Our President is a Scumbag, <laughs> dude, I saw a video, and if anybody wants it, if anybody wants proof, I can send it to you. It, was the, it, was, it just basically cemented the fact of what a scumbag this guy is, okay? So he's got a German shepherd named Commander. Like, he's taking care of that thing. <laughs> like, he can't take care of himself. He can't even stay on a bike. He's going to take care of a German Shepherd. I said it on this show before. German Shepherds are crazy people. <laughs> like, they need to expend energy. They need to be out. And, like, like that's what German Shepherds do. And they, they require a lot of care, which I know he's not giving. All right. So now, Commander has now bit his 12th service, Secret Service member. In the White House, 12. 
What happened to like are you bit you bit somebody? Okay, bite one more time and we're putting that dog down. I I have friends that had that. Bit bit somebody for the second time, got the dogs taken away from. Not him, not now. You bite whoever you want. You know, just go 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 do whatever you want. Go bite the you want to go bite the first lady? You know? <laughs> go bite somebody else. It's just it's just unbelievable. So here's the here's what what confirmed the scumbaggery. All right. They there is a video out there of Joe Biden. Taking that dog, I think it's right where he gets on that little helicopter thing, like in the White House yard, right? He was trying to get him into an SUV, and the dog wasn't listening to him because the dog is a fucking crazy person. And Joe Biden kicked the dog in the head. That's right. He kicked the dog in the fucking head because it wouldn't get into the car, and I have video of it. Not that he's, you know, it's not like he's Lionel Messi. I mean, I'm sure he couldn't kick a pebble down the street, but he still attempted to kick a dog in the fucking head. It's going back. commander <laughs> all right so this thing i got to get started with here is uh, it's, it's something i talk about frequently on this show especially since i let it back into my life when i was talking about wawa and the people that hang out in front of it and I, it's getting to a point now where you know i talked about the trash can how people make it their desk they make it their hotel they make it their apartment they make it their bedroom and then all the beggars outside i think we need to pay to like pass a law or pass a rule okay and and i can i get your approval on this like can i get a woe bundy Bundy! (laughs) on being able to punch these people i pull into the goddamn place the other night right and i go i go to park and when I parked, I'm like, I'm, I have a full view of the front of the store, and there's a, there's a kid harassing people, all right? And he was walking with what appeared to be a squeegee. Next, you get to scrape the spitballs off the drive through window with a really fun squeegee. That he got from Dollar Tree that somebody previously took a bite out of the fucking styrofoam part of it, or the foam part of it. It is busted ass fucking squeegee and no liquid offering to clean people's windshield. Now, my question was, if somebody did actually say yes, if they were dumb enough to say yes, what are you going to do? Walk over to the gas station part of the Wawa and go dip it in the thing you don't even got? And you're going to charge people? What's your... Get a job. Meanwhile, on the door, it said, well, now hiring. Wawa, flexible shifts, <laughs> all this other shit. He's out there with a fucking a dicked up squeegee. Harassing people. Listen, nobody wants to be harassed going up into a store. I've said this a million times, and this this should be a fucking rule. You should be able to beat these people's ass. Oh, nice squeegee. Meet my baseball bat. Whack. So I did what any other, you know, logical citizen would do. I acted like I was on my phone. I get out of the car, you know, and I, I have a whole fake conversation on the phone as I'm walking by. Like, oh, yeah, what time are you getting there? Well, I'm going up in the Wawa right now, so I'm probably going to, uh, I don't know, looks pretty packed in here. I might be about 20 minutes, and by that time, I'm, I'm by the kid, and I can just, you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I go in there, right? And here's the other thing I don't understand. I'll never get this either. People just don't give a shit about time, I guess. 
What's with the people? You walk into a Wawa, okay? Now, here's what they, they do need to do. They need more than two self-checkout things. I'll tell you why about that in a minute. I don't understand it. I've said this before on this show. There's always ever one cashier in a Wawa. Like, they got four registers, they one cashier. So there's always lines to Minnesota. These people will stand in a line that goes all the way back to the coffee island with two self-checkouts wide open. No, they'd rather wait 14 minutes. But (laughs) I'm going to take that opportunity every time. And I laugh at them. As I walk by, I'm like, all right, dickheads, I'll be out in two seconds. You still got another 22 minutes to go. And and then you run the risk of the guy popping the bag of chips open, all that shit. Fuck that shit. But here's the thing about the, the, the why they need more self-checkouts at Wawa and why they need to fix however it's programmed, all right? Every single time I go up to a Wawa self-checkout, one of them is out of order because some dickhead who, who didn't have cash or didn't have a card on him, he was planning on paying in cash, they don't let you pay in cash at the goddamn self-checkout at Wawa. So as soon as you scan your first item, it says, you know, we only take cards. You wish to continue? They don't say yes or no. Like, they won't say no if they have a card. They'll just walk away. And after that thing, you know, malfunctions, it's, oh, we need a store employee login. <laughs> then, then before you leave, it says you want a receipt, yes or no. If you don't hit the button, ah, oh, we need a store login. So every time you go up to a fucking self-checkout at a Wawa, at least one of them needs a, self- a goddamn store login. Fix it. I'm all piss and vinegar today. Mostly piss. But anyway. The... So now I walk back outside. And I got to pretend I'm on the phone again. And I'm going to walk by, you know, Alfonso with his fucking squeegee. Trying to trying to make my windshield dirtier than it actually was. Fuck this squeegee, man. Dirty enough to clean windshield of my car. Get a fucking job. All right. Now. I, I pretend I'm on the phone again, right? And and the kid's like, he's looking at me, and I'm not looking at him. I'm looking straight at the ground, all right? And I'm acting like I'm talking on the phone. Read the room, all right? If you're going to solicit, if a person walks past you, if he knows what you're doing, and he doesn't make eye contact with you, that means fuck off is what that means. Kid didn't seem to get that. He didn't say anything to me, but as soon as I walk by him, right, right, almost like... He was saying it to the back of my head. He went, are you fucking serious, bro? Really? And 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 that, just the way that he said it, I, 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 I was immediately pissed off. So I put my fake phone call on hold. I'm like, hold on for a second. What the fuck did you just say to me? And as soon as I said that, the kid, like, he, he stood up straight like he was in the military. I didn't say anything. I didn't say anything. I said, no, you fucking said something. What did you say? He goes, no, I don't know. I didn't fucking say. Yeah, that's what I thought. Take you and the squeegee and fuck all the way off before I stick the fucking sponge part up your ass. We should be able to smack these people. This is, I mean, seriously, this should not be a thing. It affects business. I said this a million times. Now, now not that I care about a Wawa because I know their, their, their corporate greed is just beyond ridiculous. I, I hope they, that costs them money. I'm talking about like, you know, uh, Jimmy's Pizza. I'm be standing in front of that fucking shit. Nobody asked for it. Also, 
Don't stand in front of a place offering to dirty people's windshields for money when the place that you're standing in front of is hiring to pay you money. You dumb fuck. I'm fucking fired up, man. <laughs> I don't know if it's like scotch energy from last night in the Phillies game. I don't know what's going on here. All right? I mean, I'm in rare form. Which made me totally forget about what I said going into the break. <laughs> I'm a little late for it. All right, but here's the top five. I want to do a top five countdown, all right, of songs that are crack to drunk white people. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I think how I'm going to format this will be as follows. I'm going to play a clip of the song, and then I'll say who it is. Because here's the thing, all right? Listen, I am... uh, no stranger to a bar room, okay? I am no stranger to that, whether it be a dive bar, whether it be a club, whether it be a you know a, a place to go see live music, all of it, okay? And I see how drunk white people behave. And I know, <laughs> and I'm well aware of the top five songs that are crack for white people, especially at like one in the morning. Okay, when when you know it's about an hour before the lights are going to go on, if they play any of these five songs, these white people are going to go absolutely batshit crazy. All right, now starting at number five on the countdown is. Living on a Prayer by John Bon Jovi. All right. Now, <laughs> how many times have you been in a bar at 1.30 in the morning and, and, and you know, they're doo, 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 and that comes on? What, what's everybody doing? Oh, my God! Oh, my God! Heather! Heather! Get her! <laughs> they all go fucking nuts. And here's the worst part about that song being, being cracked for drunk white people. Even though John Bon Jovi can't sing if a, a gun was pointed to his head at this point. All right, there's some notes in that song that are pretty goddamn tough to hit, and it's not really good coming out of a drunk white girl, especially a drunk one at that. I mean, it's a disaster. I never liked John Bon Jovi from the rip, like even before he was bouncy, like when he still had long hair and was a rocker and whatever. I I just, I don't like the guy. It's like Dennis Leary said, like Stevie Ray Vaughan is dead, but we can't get John Bon Jovi in a fucking helicopter. <laughs> yeah, John. Yeah, John. Yeah, yeah, there's a hairdresser on the helicopter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, go. <laughs> but I really started to hate him when he became like, you know, the cougar killer. You know, next thing you know, it was like he went from 16-year-old, 18-year-old girls being at his concert to like 52-year-olds and they're all like sitting there fucking fawning all over him. Covered in menopausal sweat over John Bon Jovi and he can't even sing. Oh, well, well, no, we'll pay $250. I don't care. I don't care if he can't sing. (laughs) (sighs) So whenever you hear the first couple notes of that song and it's, you know, it's before 2 a.m., just know that you're in for a ride. All right. Number four on the countdown of crack for drunk white people is... Places 
Friends in Low Places by Garth Brooks. Now, this is when... This is back when country was, you know, fuck your sister country. It's not like today's country. And, and, and white people go nuts over this song. See, there's a formula, all right? There's a formula for drunk, quack, white people songs. You got to have a part of the song that everybody can scream at the top of their lungs, which the last thing I played, the last part of that song that I played is when the guy says, Oasis. Man. <laughs> <laughs> the drunk white people can blow the roof off of a place when they scream oasis in that fucking song and i gotta tell you I, you guys know how i feel about country it gives me anxiety so whenever i'm in a bar and that comes on i just leave like i can't i can't sit there and listen to drunk white people scream garth brooks for four minutes i just can't do it I, I, oh man every single time i heard oh here we go with the bullshit all right Crack for Drunk White People song number three. Okay, three on the list, on the countdown on the list is... Don't Stop Believing by Journey. Now, I got mixed feelings on this one because the song kind of entered my good graces when it was the last song in The Sopranos. I, I kind of had a renewed love for that song. But you can bet your last little bottom dollar that if you're in a fucking bar room anywhere in the country <laughs> after 1 a.m. and this song comes on, magically every woman in the room every white woman in a room magically morphs into a small town girl living in a lonely world who's going to catch the midnight train going anywhere and every man in the room is going to be they're going to morph into a, a city boy born and raised in south detroit and yes he is taking the midnight train going anywhere you can see where this story ends folks but i remember man i like do you remember in office space <laughs> When <laughs> it was like the worst part of the day, right? And 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 the one you know the one lady that works in the office walks past Michael Bolton, and she said she says hi, Michael Bolton, <laughs> and just the look of disgust on his face is the look of disgust that I have when I hear that first piano note hit in a bar room after one a.m. Unbelievable! <laughs> All right, it was just absolutely unbelievable. Okay, now that we have two songs left, does anybody have? <laughs> anybody have an idea what they are now listen th this is like from my like from my day of course of course there's probably not 22 year old kids who even know what any of these songs are i'm just talking about us because <laughs> i pay attention to my demographic all right and who listens to this show it's all people my age or somewhere in the vicinity i, I got a couple scragglers in certain age groups but the majority 80 percent of you are in my age group so i'm just saying you know, I, I don't want to hear like, no, it's, this is how we do it. Is the, no, no, <laughs> no, this is my show. Okay. <laughs> but anybody who's worth their weight in sand, who's been in, you know, in a bar room, you know, from, from 1980 to, to, to 2010, even now though, it still happens, but you know, here's the top two. I, I, I'll say it from, from, from my era, just for inclusion. All right. 
Number two on the all-time list of crack for drunk white people songs is... We were singing bye-bye, Miss American Pie. Drove my Chevy to the levee, but the levee was dry. Them good old boys were drinking whiskey and rye. Singing, this'll be the day that I die. This'll be the day that I die. That's right. Before it was ever a movie, American Pie by Don McLean. All right, now, I, you know, I, I could take or leave the fucking song. I just don't get involved. I tell you guys all the time. I don't do the Fly Eagles Fly. I don't do the E-A-G-L-E. I don't do things. I don't follow groups. <laughs> okay, I, I don't do that. So it's always very uncomfortable when these songs would come on a goddamn bar when everybody's drunk. Okay? But you knew. When that song hit, people were just going to, their, their, their heads were going to pop off their shoulders. All right. Now, should, do, do I ask for a drum roll? Do we get a drum roll for the number one crack for drunk white people song? Do we get one? The number one song for drunk white people is. Touching me. You guessed it. <laughs> I, I guarantee you, once we got past two, you knew that was coming. If you didn't, then you, you just did not spend enough time in a bar. <laughs> the reason why it's the number one song is because it has everything, every criteria in the formula for a drunk white person song. Does it not? Here's The, the formula is as follows. You just have to have a song that is not hard to remember the lyrics. You have to make it very easy because they're drunk. They can't remember things. As long as they could just follow along with the other 18 idiots that are fucking chanting it, it's it's it's, it's a winner. All right? And the other thing that you have to have, much like I was talking about with the Oasis for the Friends in Low Places song, is you got to have a part in the song where they can scream to the point where they may have fractured their diaphragm. Because that seems to be the name of the game with drunk white people. Like, let's just be loud. <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, man. You know? And so it is. It's, it's you know, it's, it's sweet, Caroline. What does everybody do? Bop, bop, bop. Everybody does it. <laughs> I don't. Like I said, I don't join groups. But, like, that's the part where, like, the decibel level just becomes, you know, hard to deal with. Right, and then what else? You know, good times never seem so good. What do the drunk white people do? So good, so good, so good. They're fucking jugulars popping out of their neck. <laughs> Some people shart. It's a mess. The whole thing is a mess. All right, Jay Moore did a great bit on that, by the way, one time. He's like, what is it with people? Like, he's like, you know, they go to a Neil Diamond concert, right? And they, and they, and they, when it's the bump, bump, bump part comes, it is so fucking loud. You know, like these people actually like get ready for a Neil Diamond concert and go like, oh, I'm going to I'm going to be louder than anybody tonight when that song comes on. It's going to be so good. As soon as they sing it, Neil, Neil Diamond's going to be like, wait, 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 to the band. He's going to say, like, wait, 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 stop, 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 stop. You. 
I have never heard somebody do a bump, bump, bump the way that you do. Come on up here. <laughs> it's like it's fucking crazy. <sighs> so there you have it, folks. All right, there's the top five. Now, listen, there's so many honorable mentions. Bohemian Rhapsody, like I was saying, this is how we do it. You know, Hey Ya gets the white folks going, you know, by outcast, right? And and that's it. And like I said, I'm, I'm just trying to, you know, come up with like, you know, more variety of like skits and things like that 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 I can do. And I thought that was more of a, of a radio bit than, than I've ever done, you know, it, it, like on this show. Because it's the, it's, it's the truth. And I, and I didn't... I didn't pull that list of songs from anything. I just, you know, just from experience, you know, being in bars for the last 20 years. I, I, you know, I, I don't do it anymore, you know. I'm just talking about, like, from, like, 20, well, I should say, like, 18 <laughs> until, like, you know, like, 30, you know, or, or whatever the fuck, you know. But it is. It's 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 drunk, crack, white people songs. So there you have it. There's a goddamn crow outside right now you you think he's getting fucking sodomized man those things go absolutely batshit crazy and and they're year round around i don't know i don't know (laughs) i don't know if that's a norristown thing or not you know the norristown crows man those motherfuckers are different (laughs) one landed on my balcony the other night he had he had had fucking pecs and a six-pack he had a Fu Manchu mustache. He was smoking a cigarette. Oh, what the fuck is this, man? Goddamn Narstown crow. It's time for to get off my lawn <laughs> for the week. So here it is. What the hell is this? Get up. Get off my lawn. This one's probably going to be short, but, you know, I don't understand... I try to, I, listen, every time I do a get off my lawn segment, I try, I try to put myself in the shoes of like the boomers when, when we were 17 and 18 and, and doing ridiculous things. But I, I can't say that what's going on today. Like what the fuck man with these kids, <laughs> it's fucking nuts, man. I was telling you about that, you know, like like the hairstyle. When I was telling you, it's like it's almost like they put a hat on their head and let wings grow out, like from from underneath it. And it's like you know, like their whole their whole head is like a bowl. It's 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 fucking weird. Okay, there's one reel out there, man. You got to see it. It's the funniest. It's one of the funniest things I've ever seen. There's two of them dipshits, right? They had to be thirteen. Okay, and the kid. Had he had that, you know, like he had that hairstyle perfected. I just don't know why you think that looks good. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Well, when I describe this real, you will. Like, all right. So the one kid's in the background, right? And he looked like he was ten. And 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 they play this weird song, right? And the kid just starts like doing a half-assed dance, or almost like he had the shit <laughs> type of move. I don't even know what he was doing in the background, right? And the other kid, he thought he was sickening. He had the, he had. The hair, right? But it was the biggest one I'd ever seen. It was the biggest poof I've ever seen, okay? And he's just, it's so weird. He, he just rubs his hands together the whole time, and and he, he's got, like, a face on, like, not like he's whistling, but he's just, like, like he's 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 blowing oxygen. Like, he's like, whew. Like, it's, it, well, it looks like he can take a dick in his mouth. That's basically what his face is doing. I don't know what's up with that. And he's just rubbing his hands together, looking in the camera like he's fucking, like, a supermodel it's the weirdest thing but the the best part about the video is is there's 
<laughs> they're just getting off my lawn parents just like me and it cuts to them and they're making fun of them right <laughs> if you've ever seen it it's the funniest thing and if anybody wants it you know if anybody like has hasn't seen it i'll, I'll send you the reel just just let you know just, you know how to how to find me and it cuts to the parents and the guy oh it's the fucking funniest thing I forget what he has on his head to hold it there, but he's got he's got bananas taped to the fucking thing, and he puts them upside down so it's like the, the curve goes up just like the kid's hair. It's funny as shit, and then the lady's in the back with like a fucking head of leaf lettuce on her head, and she's and she's imitating the dude dancing. It's like, dude, you, it, that's the twenty twenty three reel of the year. It's sucking. It's it's hilarious. But I don't understand why you like what they think looks good. And like I told you before, here's the new one. And I didn't realize this until somebody else said, I saw one person do it. All right. And then, and then I heard about it at work. Like somebody said, like their son does it. And and then I I was in the giant the other day and I was absolutely blown away. (sighs) Now we are wearing shorts. I I, I said it about the Phillies game, how they, how these kids love to wear like nut hugger shorts, but just put on a thong at this point to showcase your, your fucking hairy legs. But now they're wearing shorts, right? And and it's now the the boxer shorts, like the boxer briefs, are longer than the shorts. So you're wearing shorts, and your underwear is longer than your shorts. What, what? What? In what universe? It's the obsession with people showing their underwear. I, I just don't understand it. All right, but this is basically what I started the segment about. All right, I just wanted to bring those couple items up because. It's ridiculous. You know, I, I, listen, man, do I listen to me? Okay. <laughs> Were Zeke Averiges a good idea? They were at the time. You look at them now. It's like, what the fuck? The MC Hammer pants, were they a good idea? Remember Zubas? Were they a good idea? No, they look ridiculous, but like, at least they were close. Like, <laughs> we didn't look, well, we did look stupid, but what I'm trying to say is, the shit that they do, you know, like, like, why are you so obsessed with having your balls hang out of your shorts? Why are you so upset with, with obsessed with your underwear being visible? You know, and the hairstyles and the whole nine. All right. But this is the one that really deeply disturbs me. Grills. Yeah. I saw a video the other day where, where the, cause here's the thing when you have a grill, like, and, and for those of you who don't know what it is, it, it's the fake diamond teeth. Even if they were real diamonds, what the fuck is the point of that? You look stupid as shit. Number one, number two, anybody who does have a grill, they, they walk around like with their mouth open, like they're showcasing them, like they're making a face. So you see, like they put their teeth together like this. And they're walking around like that, and you look retarded. Yes, retarded. I said it. I saw one of the kid, a kid the other day, and um, I guess he got like the one that you order on Wish, because he was like he was showing it, like look at my grill, like he was making a selfie video, right? And and he's like, you know, he's doing his English tea. Showing it, right? And they were crooked as shit. You could see his real teeth in the background. Like, it was basically like a, you know, it was it was ridiculous. Then I saw, God, jeez, these fucking island boys, man. I, I like, whew, God. 
it, it, why won't they go away? I, I just don't understand. Like, it's just pay them, pay them, pay them millions of dollars. Just stay the fuck, right? So <laughs> they get, they have them. Of course they have them. And every time they're on camera, they feel the need to show them. These dudes are retards, okay? They really are. Like, and, and like, they sit there, and then, and they look back and forth, so, like, all the bling comes off. It's like, dude, nobody cares. And here's the other thing. How do you clean those things? Like, and how does it work? Do you carry them around like, you know, like a, like a kid in school would carry around his retainer? You carry these, these, these diamond teeth? Like, why do you think that looks good? And what does that show? What, you got money? Why? Because you, you got a, a, a fucking diamond retainer? Your mouth. I, I just don't understand it. And when I played that one with the, with the, the sexy red, which I have, a, I have a clip of her. I'm not going to play it. I don't think this week. Maybe I will. I'm not sure. Maybe it'll be the that's fucked up segment. I don't know. What I do know is in that video, the girl that the one that was like the, the one that was like you know I stay pregnant. Like like you're you're bragging about being pregnant all the time. I, I, you know, I don't understand that. What are you going to do? Have eight 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 baby daddies? So they all have to pay child support. Is that how you pay for your little grill that you had in your fucking thing? She and, and while she was singing in that video that I played for you, she was showing her teeth the whole time. And I'm like, the, the fuck is it with these? I would like to punch the... Well, you know what I'm saying. It's time for What an Asshole. What an Asshole! So I guess this, I mean, really, there's a lot of, a lot of fillies going on <laughs> in this week's episode. Rightfully so, goddammit. That was a huge win last night. Huge! Like I said, I don't know. I, I I think the team that wins this series wins it all. That's just my opinion. All right. Now, this week's asshole is Ricky Batalico. All right. I said it was somebody who was affiliated with the Phillies because he did pitch for the Phillies, and now he, now he's doing the, the, the post game show. Which, you know, if there's one thing that I can't stand in this world, okay, it's a fucking fake tough guy. I, I can't stand those fucking people. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, he, like, listen, Ricky, all right, you listening? No, he's not. But it's, it's gone even more to his head now that he's on that radio show. But here's the thing, pal, okay? If just because you were born with a sourpuss does not make you a tough guy, okay? It just doesn't. And he always has the puss on. But in every, this guy, I've never in my life, have I ever seen a bigger prisoner of the moment than Ricky Patalico? It's 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 disgusting, and I I don't watch those post game shows, but I do like I watch that for the Phillies just to just to hear them, because here's the thing, okay, the Phillies play 162 games in a fucking year, okay, you're gonna lose some games, you're gonna lose like 70 of them if you make the playoffs, okay. Every single time the Phillies lose, Michael Barkan and Ricky Patalico, the fucking sky is falling. I can't believe it. Zach Wheeler let him seven runs. What the hell's going on? And, and all the bullshit. And then Ricky Patel, I don't know about this team. Uh, you, you know, they just, they just, they don't have any life in this team. There's no way they're going to make the postseason. You know, they just can't do it. And then they win the next thing. Oh, my God. The Phillies are going to the World Series, baby. And, you know, Ricky Bow with, with his logger up and all that. Now, all of a sudden, he's smiling with his sourpuss. Fuck you, dude. I also hear that, like, when he's when he's out in public, he's a, he's a fucking pig. Like, he thinks, it's like, bro, you weren't that good. <laughs> All right? Like, he acts like he should be in the Hall of Fame. It's like, dude, you weren't even, you were okay. I mean, he made one all-star team, 
and and the only reason why he did is because the Phillies needed a representative that year. You know, like like if you if your team stinks and nobody gets voted to the All Star team, you have to send one representative, and it just happened to be Ricky Butalco because that team stunk. You hear him tell it, it's like he's, you know, it's like he's Mariano Rivera. It was like, dude, no, you had like three decent years, okay? Let's calm that down. Pump, pump the brakes. Go have a fucking glass of milk. Relax there, Skippy. But I hear when he goes out in public, like he's like on planes and all that kind of shit. Like he, like he talks like he's, you know, like he was Trevor Hoffman to, to like women. And he degrades them and he's just a fucking pig. The guy's a fucking pig. And he's the epitome of like, uh, like, if you look up jock in the dictionary, like, you know, like the high school group, Ricky Metallica is the poster child for that. You know, now I played a lot of fucking sports when I was a kid. Okay. I played a lot of sports and I was, I was a damn good athlete. Okay. But I never wanted to join that group, you know, or be in that group or even look like them. In fact, you know, like I said, when I, <laughs> When I moved to Levittown from Philly, it was a, a, an unbelievable culture shock to me. I, I was just like, what the fuck are these people? <laughs> Sorry to my Levittown people. But you got to know. I mean, like, if you go from Levittown to Philly and Philly to Levittown, it's a, it's a culture shock. I'm, I'm talking about, like, in school and then the, the way kids hang out. and shit. It's just different. You know, but when I got to Levittown, I had to fit the part. And that's, that's when I grew in the, you know, Slater from Days and Confused. And I would sit. It was funny as shit because, like, I'd be in gym class. Right, and I'm I'm playing basketball with like all the jocks, and I'm I'm like Steph Curry, I'm banging threes. <laughs> you know, like, what's this kid with the long hair? Like, holy shit! I'm like, what? Just because I'm I got long hair doesn't it doesn't it means I can't play sports? Like, well, you know that, that's that's that was your first mistake. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? Just don't don't judge a book by its cover, pal. All right, but you know it, it's just. He, he's just such a douchebag, man. He's such a douchebag. Now, what was it? The Miami Marlins. Okay, yeah, it was the Miami Marlins series, okay? And it was like I was saying before. They should have had no problems with that team, and they did exactly what they were supposed to do. But they did get two masterful pitching performances out of Zach Wheeler and Aaron Nola, okay? Now, Aaron Nola, all right? Like I, Listen, man, he's a free agent this year, and I don't know what to do with him because he's going to command a lot of money, but like – He's so he's so inconsistent, man. Like, and he's, I don't know. He didn't have a good year. Let's just put it that way. And he having a you know fine lightning in a bottle for that for that other thing, right? So, so while they're basically when the Phillies lose, you know, Barkan and Batalco are having heart attacks. The sky is falling. Phillies stink. They're not doing anything. Blah blah blah. Then they win the next night and they're a prisoner of the moment, right? So I'm sitting there and I was thinking about this. All right, I was thinking about it while. <laughs> While I'm watching the game, all right, and, and with Aaron Nolan, he's pitching. I'm like, he's got his good stuff tonight because you could just saw it. I mean, his sinker was awesome, you know. And when he's throwing the curveball well, usually he can set everything up. You know, I mean, he's got he's got two different fastballs, three really. And he throws a cutter every now and again, but I mean, he's he's basically four seam, two seam, and that but that two seam is a sinker like you wouldn't believe when it's on. You know, but every single time, because he got beat up this year, like, you know, he, he led the league in home runs allowed, which is very uncharacteristic of him. You know, it was an indictment on how he's he's losing a step or he's just, I don't know, he's just lost. I don't know what's going on. But I, I got, you know, whenever a pitcher pitches poorly, Ricky Metallico thinks he's like a pitch doctor because he was a reliever 30 years ago. And he thinks he can say everything that's wrong with him and you know, all this other stuff. And he's, he's an idiot. He's a fucking buffoon. 
But every single time Aaron Nola had a bad outing this year, he fucking ripped him. Ricky Metallico ripped him. He's like, this guy's just not the pitcher he was anymore. I just don't know what's going on. I mean, I think they should just let him walk in free agency. He's just terrible. I, 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 and Michael Barkan is you know, echoing the sentiment as, as always. Okay, They've ripped this team all year. When they, were, when they were seven games below 500, just like they were last year, Okay, it was the sky that they were ripping them. Every single night they ripped them. And they ripped Aaron Nola. So I'm sitting here saying to myself, as I'm watching that playoff game, I'm like, I wonder what they're going to say about Aaron Nola tonight in that fucking in that in that stupid ass post game show. <laughs> and I, I I didn't think about this till later. Maybe I was high. I don't know. Like I I forgot that I had a rewind button on my TV. But like I I wanted to like get a voice recording of it because I didn't know when it was going to be coming. So like I thought, you know, I'm like I, I gotta get this quick. <laughs> You know, but I didn't. I, I ended up getting it anyway in live time. I just want you to listen to this because this is now. Listen, they just won. Okay, they just they just beat the Marlins and they closed out the series. Everybody's riding high, so all that negative talk all fucking year long turned into this. Check us out. Seventy-two score over the Miami Marlins as the Phils move on to the NLDS. This was as we welcome. Just, I, I just want him to talk about. I, I want him to talk about Aaron Noah because they've been ripping him all year. I'm so curious to see what they got to say about him now. This was a statement game and a statement series for the Philadelphia Phillies. <laughs> now everybody's saying, "Yeah, this team was built so they can move it." <laughs> Sure it was, but some people had some questions about it. We did not. If you watch the Phillies all season, oh long, fuck you, you dude! You ripped them every day. Oh my god! Set to get back. Get the Nola. Get the, just say and something, we'll see please. What against the Atlanta Braves. Overview: Ricky Bo yeah. and Ben and Ruben. Let, let's just start for all the naysayers about Aaron Nola. Take I know it. I mean, <laughs> that is pretty impressive going out there. This guy ripped him all year. This is why you are on the one and asshole segment. It was impressive that he kept the ball on the ground. He got a lot of ground ball outs. That to me is what you want to do if you're a guy like Aaron Noah. Only had three strikeouts in the game. We had, we had the breakdown earlier. Prisoner of the moment, this guy. You don't want to see the count start going from 0-2 to 3-2. He didn't do that tonight. Uh, yeah, that you ripped him for all year. Really good Aaron Noah that we saw. We saw tonight. I was very impressed. I was very impressed. Wow, like, do you think people aspire to fucking impress you, Ricky Bo? You think anybody cares what you think, Gary Gay? <laughs> you, you know what it means to impress Ricky Batalico? Jack Squat! Guts. You just, you just think that you're bigger than you are, and, and, and that's the bottom line. All right, so you you know take your take your sour puss and your jock look and your and your fake tough guy act and take that shit up the fucking street, Ricky Bo. What an asshole! What an asshole! It's time for that's fucked up. On today's episode of how fucked up is fucked up, that's fucked up. So I decided that that's what I'm gonna do. When I was doing the get off my lawn something, I said, maybe I'll play this video later. And I decided that I'll make that to that's fucked up segment this week. Because again, and I'll say it a million times, why are we making these, these idiots famous? Why do we keep doing this? It's not, it isn't, it's just such an indictment on our, on our society today of like what we make famous. You, you literally make trash famous basura. All right, 
Now, this sexy red, I swear to God, this, this, oh my God. I saw a video of her. She, she bought a pink BMW, BMW, and of course, you know, she had to do a photo shoot for it. What was she holding in her hand? Fucking 30 racks. Like, what's with the fucking carrying the cash around in your hand? You know, and, and she got up on the hood of the car. You saw the fucking crabs coming out of her fucking pants. <laughs> fucking crawling all over the hood. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> just looking at her face because she's hit. She's fucking hit. I, like, I don't understand it. Like, she is not an attractive woman at all, and everything that comes out of her mouth does not make her attractive. And and just the way that she talks, everything about her is, is just skeeve. And she's proud of being wretched. It's like, you're, you're disgusting. Now... It, it, not only is it bad enough with the pound town that we made her fucking famous, now she's got a line of, of lip gloss. Yeah, that's right. Sexy red. God, man, her fucking face, man. It, it's shot at and missed and shit at and hit. But she was talking about her new lip gloss line and, and what the flavors are called. And, and this is what she came up with, uh, Sexy Red did. I got a lip gloss brand, and the names for my lip gloss is something that nobody would have ever thought of. I got one called Nut, and it's the color of some nut. I got one called Gonorrhea. It's green like Gonorrhea. I got one called Yellow Discharge, like how girls be having yellow discharge. Whole pink, booty hole brown, coochie juice. And coochie juice is clear with silver glitter. It's cute, like the cute, and it smells good. And it's so, like, you know, people gonna talk but other people was like, you is a marketing genius, because it's so, so fast. And it smell good too. I be thinking of all out the box. It's not even on purpose. It's just like my brain. Help me. It just not my brain. She's at the beginning, you know, like I think about the out the box shit nobody would think of. No, you're thinking of cum dumpster shit. Okay. And, and, you know, I mean, Christ, her brand is, you know, my booty hole brown, my coochie pink. So she had to have those two flavors. You knew they were going to be in there. And then the way that she talked, I don't understand this this generation, the way that they talk. Like, they, they, they manipulate the English language, so you sound uneducated. The first one was called nut. The flavor was called nut because it looked like, she said it looked like, or tasted like nut, or whatever the fuck it was. But she didn't say nut. She said nut because it tastes like nut. What? Gonorrhea green? What? I guess you would know gonorrhea is green. <laughs> I guess you would know that. And, and then she just, did you notice that she nonchalantly said, well, we, got, we got yellow discharge. You know how we, how we be getting yellow discharge. To all my lady listeners out there, do you normally have yellow discharge coming from your hoo-ha? I don't think so. That's what happens when you, when you just fuck everybody that you see. You skank. And she's praising herself like, oh, you was a marketing genius because nobody be thinking this, this is my brain. Your brain is in the gutter. <laughs> it's, I don't care how much money you make from that. The fact that these people are actually buying this shit to make her rich and then making talentless, classless fucking people famous as opposed to talent, like I always say, that's fucked up. And speaking of idiots that, you know, that, that act like idiots, yet we keep making them famous or like, you know, a lot of these people, 
you know, the Instagram influencers and the TikTok people. But here's the thing that bothers me, okay? You should not be like doing videos like fucking with people. Like I, I don't, I'm not, I'm not into that. Whether it's scripted or not, like meaning, like a dude will be in a, in a supermarket, right? And there's and there's like a guy, or not in a supermarket. Say he's like in a Home Depot, right? And and there'll be like a contractor in there, like you know, like just like a contractor would, you know, go. Oh, I had to go to Home Depot to get some nails or some shit, you know. Like they they go there like three times a day. And then the fucking guy's in the middle of his work day and some kid just you know runs behind him while the other kid's filming him and throws a fucking Home Depot bucket over the guy's head. That that should warrant you getting your fucking ass kicked. And I've actually seen it happen on on, on reels that people did. Like because dude, like listen, come up with a like <laughs> come up with a legitimate bit. You know, if you want if you want to sit here and go on Instagram and act like an idiot, don't bring other people who don't know what's going on into it because you're an asshole if you do that. The ultimate vindication happened last week, all right? Well, I guess the the verdict came out on it last week, and I saw the video, and it was fucking awesome, okay? There's a guy in a – he was a delivery – he was a DoorDash guy, right? And he was in a Starbucks. He was picking up something in some in some restaurant. I forget I forget what it was, right? And this guy came up to him and, and like, and put – the guy put his phone in his face and said something about twinkling. I forget what the fuck they – because the shit that they come up with these, these days is so fucking stupid – you know, so I didn't really know what he was doing, but the guy, like he just kept following him. Like he was following him. He was a kid. He was 16, 17. I don't know. Maybe 21. I don't know how old he was, but he was young. And like, and the guy's like, yo, get the fuck away from me, dude. And, and like the guy followed him out of the store and like, he had his face up in his face, like with his phone right there. And the guy's like, dude, get the fuck away from me. Right. And then, and, and the dude just kept on doing what he did and they finally made it out there. Now they're in a mall. I think he was picking up in a mall. And the kid's like, all right, that's it. And he just pulls out a gun, shot him right there. Boom. And I think it was like a 22, you know, because like the kid didn't die and the guy shot him right in the chest. But it's like, yeah, get the fuck, dude, fuck around and find out. You know, it's like you can't do this shit to people and not expect repercussions because here's the thing. Here's the beauty of the whole situation. Now, some of you people are like, why would you shoot? It's just a kid doing it. No, no, no. You don't know what that kid's doing because he was, here's the thing. The kid appeared like he was mentally unstable. The way that he was like, you know, walking around with the dude and, and, you know, in the court, the guy said, I, I felt like my life was threatened. Like this dude comes out of nowhere. I'm working. And, and, you know, he comes up and, you know, he just, he puts his phone in my face and he got in my face. And as I walked away, I told him to get away from me a bunch of times. He wouldn't get away from me. He wouldn't leave me alone. I didn't know. How do I know that guy don't have a fucking shank in his pocket or, 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 or worse, you know? So I, you know, I had to, I had to stop the situation. I shot him and, and guess what? Not guilty. You know, you got you to gotta set boundaries with these fucking idiots. You know, if you, let's listen, you want to be a guy like, you know, say you say you're a really good cook and you want to, you know, you want to put, you know, uh, reels together of like recipes and shit like that, be an influencer. Fine. You could do comedy. I'm not saying you can't just don't fuck with other people. It's fucked up, man. It could have been that fucked up <laughs> as they normally are, but that is all I got for you guys this week. And your hour and a half train keeps on rolling on here. I don't think you got an hour. Maybe you definitely got over an hour and 20 minutes. I think either way, I got, I got to shorten that up, man. <laughs> I got to shorten it up. 
But this was kind of like a Phillies themed, you know, show this week, you know, because I'm just over the moon. I, I really am. I'm over the moon that they that they they were able to get that one game. It doesn't mean they win the series, of course. I mean, like you know, trust me when I tell you, the, these Braves bats are going to come to life sooner or later. And when they do, let's just hope the Phillies score more runs. Because, like I said, the fact that they kept them in the ballpark last night, this is the, this team has hit the most home runs in a season than any other team in Major League history, and they shut them out. Like that, that you know, again, I think it's the, the week off and all that kind of shit. But you know, the fact that they they got that one, you know, you go in there and get game one. And I'm going to tell you something right now. All right, for all the people who who were hating on Trey Turner in in the beginning of this year, fuck you. That guy is just I, – and I, I was so thrilled when we got him. I'm like, dude, this guy's a perennial fucking MVP candidate, and you're adding him to the, the roster we already have? That double play saved the game, all right, because guess what? They, they were they were knocking on the door. They had five hits. I mean, but, you know, it's like sooner or later the big inning is going to happen. You just knew it. And if that ball got through the Trey Turner in the eighth inning when he turned that unbelievable double play with Bryson Stott, if that ball gets through, they score a run, and now they now they're pumped up. And there was and there was one out, so it was like they they would have had it. It would have been three to one with a guy on first and third, with one out. If that ball gets through, that that, that the whole complexion of that game changes. But Trey Turner, he stole two bases. I mean, he's dude, he's the man. Trey Turner's just the man. So we're going to be in the pressure cooker tomorrow night. At least we got Zach Wheeler going. And then you got Noel at home for game three. And I don't know who they're going to throw out there for game four, but it's going to be at home. So I will document that on this show as this playoff run goes. If you need to get a hold of me, Christian, at the crodpodcast.com. You can get me on Facebook Messenger or you can text or call me if you have my number. And as always, the C-Rod Podcast is written, mixed, mastered, and produced by yours truly. Always a pleasure to spend my Sunday with you guys. Um, you know, even though I'm watching the Eagles in the background, it's kind of you know this podcast has replaced Sunday football for me. You know, I always just have it on the background because this is this makes me more happy than football does. <laughs> so, until next week, this is Christian Rodriguez saying, "Be awake, not woke. Beat your fucking kids. Take care." Ha <laughs> ha!